informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. This podcast is none of those things. Brian here with Elliot as always, and joining us is our friend Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Hi. How's it going? It's going. Yeah? I'm eating pizza and drinking Coca-Cola. What could be better than that? That's pretty solid. Elliot, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. Yeah? You and you you giving us the seduction voice? Well, you're like, I'm gonna be very white. Well, you know, he's actually from Galveston. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for the music fun facts episodes. Yeah, no. I'm actually friends with his niece. Really? Yeah. Well, let's get him on. <laughs> Be difficult, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> dead right now. <laughs> Be a real dead interview. <laughs> yeah. Kind of we're editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are doing... The This Podcast is None of Those Things Movie Night series. That's why Tammy's here with us. The first episode we're going to do is Movie Mount Rushmore's. Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to do our favorite four movies. And we're going to talk about them. We may talk a little smack on each other's favorite movies. We'll see. Depends on what Elliot picks. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> So, let's get right to it. We're going to go one each at a time until we have our Rushmores. So, Tammy, you're the guest. So, just throw out the very first What's one. Your, my, what's one the my, first movie on your Rushmore? The first movie on my Rushmore is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Ooh, solid. The original? The or? original, okay. yeah. I, I don't even think I made it through Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I love Johnny Depp. But I just couldn't. That was one of the movies that I just, I felt like they totally ruined, tried to ruin my childhood with that one. So I just <laughs> decided to, once I got through like maybe 20 minutes of it, I was like, nope, <laughs> not going not gonna to do that. Yeah, because the, 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 the remake, the, I, the Oompa Loompas scared me. The first, the original one, I got down with the, with the original Oompa Loompas. Yeah. The whole, the whole, the whole movie had a very Sweeney Todd vibe. I mean. If you, I mean, if you watch most of his stuff, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, like. exactly, you're gonna get that darker vibe. And it wasn't even the Oompa Loompas; it was Johnny Depp himself was creepy in it. So okay, he's creepy in a lot of you've, films, though. You've no, compared him in other stuff, but man, he just was really weird. So you've compared why the original Willy Wonka is better is better, but why does it make you rush more? Before I answer that, the only thing I will say is that in the original one, when they're going through the tunnel and he's singing that creepy song right after uh, the kid falls into the chocolate river, yeah, that was that was probably the only time that I was a little creeped out by that movie. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> the reason it makes my rush more is because it is the first movie that I fell in love with. It was the 
first movie that I watched repetitively as a child, like so much so that I ruined the very first uh, uh, cassette tape on it and they had to buy me another one. And my dad was super bummed. My mom went out and bought me another one. It was just that very first movie that I could play Stop Rewind and it never got old for me. And so it kind of just had an impact. Very nice. Very nice. Elliot, what's your first movie on your Rushmore? You know what? I'm going to say Book of Eli. Book of Eli. Solid choice. It is a good choice. Do you think he was blind or no? No, I, 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 I believe, I, you know what? Start that, that argument right what, now. <laughs> the, you know what the reality is? Denzel Washington, as was most of his movies, like, he's one of those, like, Jordan type of actors where, like, his average is better than a most lot of other people's like, 100% best. Right. And so... At the end of the movie, you kind of just don't know if, if it was was he really blind or was he he could read he could he could see perfectly, but he could read braille, you know, which is possible. I mean, it is possible. You've been trained to, as with any other skill, you've been trained to do it. You can do it. But I think that why it made my Mount Rushmore is the same reason why the other three also made my Mount Rushmore. My criteria is if I if it happens if I flip through the channels, and I see that it's on. Do I stop and watch it again, no, no matter no, no, how no. many times I've seen it? And Book of Eli, no matter how many times I've said, like, say, I stop what I'm doing. Like, I could be looking for a, a sports game, football, whatever, you know, or WWE, which I'm a huge WWE fan. No, I've literally, like, um, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> and, and that's basically it because it was so well done. The actors all, the, the thing that I liked about it was that, you know, like, clearly, Denzel's character was the focus. He never came off like he was trying to be the star of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was like he was really telling the story and letting it be itself. And I got intertwined and enthralled in it. So it's just like I was—I felt like I was in it, like I was just a part of it. And that's why it makes my mouth rush. It more. was real. Yeah, I, I have to say about Denzel, like he is one of the very few actors that can play such diverse roles mm-hmm. and you and you don't feel like it's him you feel his character right so just to touch on a, a different one different example like john q yeah like i felt in my bones like you better help save this kid's life like, right so so i get it totally like he he's a master of his craft for sure oh yeah and and, and the goal even though this movie i didn't make my mount rushmore but it could it would be an honorable mention the Equalizer movies because mm-hmm. I did not see him going into because I lo- I was a fan of the TV show as a kid but the way that he did that it was like it was a different type of action film he does it with, <laughs> it's, it's it's almost effortless yeah like he's not putting anything into it yet first one on my Rushmore Robin Hood Prince of Thieves that is my all time favorite movie I don't care that Kevin Costner can't do an English accent properly. I don't care about a lot of stuff that people make fun of that movie for. It's the best. End of story. Alan Rickman, Sheriff of Nottingham, freaking fantastic. That was right after he was the bad guy in Die Hard, and before Harry Potter, and um, what else was Dogma he was in. Like He's great at playing just a dark character. Evil menace. But from all accounts, he was one of the nicest guys in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love Christian Slater mm-hmm. making an appearance in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. 
I thought his character playing the angry bastard sibling was great. And then his whole arc of kind of coming around after after betraying them. I thought that was good. Right. So, there's our first picks. Tammy, second pick. Diesel wants in on it. <laughs> well, I told him ahead of time which one, so he's just telling me my next one. Okay, so for my next one, I want to probably go with uh, Thor Ragnarok. That is a damn solid choice. And the reason I choose... Oh, uh, the the rest of them on my list are going to be uh, comedies. Uh, I love all genres. I love all types of movies. I quote all types of movies. I just... I'm a diehard movie fan. But the reason this one made my list is because it hit all my funny bones. And they it, they did it very, very eloquently. And they did it in a way that doesn't you don't see as often anymore. And considering it's a part of the whole Marvel Universe, I liked that it had its own separate feel. Like, it could have... It, it, it's a standalone for me. Absolutely. I, I agree. It almost made my rush more. <laughs> I was... I thought about it, and I'm like, ah, I got these other ones. But, yeah, no, it's fantastic. It stands out in the MCU. And definitely stands out in the Thor movies by themselves. Like, yep. the first two are so serious. Yep. Like, it's Shakespearean. Now, Kenneth Branagh directed them, so it makes sense that it would be Shakespearean. But then they got Ken... I don't remember his name, but Waikiti I just saw... Or, yeah. Like, who also plays Korg. And and I didn't know that until yeah. I just recently watched Free Guy. Yeah, he's in that Brian as well. Reynolds. He, yeah. Well, he directed that one mm-hmm. as well, and I was like, wow, that guy sounds so familiar. And I was like, he sounds like the rock guy off of... And that's when he's like, Scott looked over me, he's like, that's the director, and he was the rock guy. <laughs> oh, well, that, that explains it. Right. So, yeah, another solid choice. Your Rushmore's looking good. Elliot, what's your second? Black Panther. Uh, Another solid choice, solid choice from the MCU. Right. Rest in peace, Chadwick. Yeah, because you know, here's the thing about Chadwick Boseman. My dad met him um, when they was when he was filming Forty Two. He was when they were filming Forty Two in my dad's hometown of Social Circle, Georgia, and he didn't. He happened, and he happened, and he happened to run into the walk into the set by accident because <laughs> they were filming downtown. They just they weren't filming at the time, and my dad took pictures and and. You know, of course, from the conversation that he had with some of the actors, as well as Chadwick, and he was so nice, he was so personable, he wasn't one of those, like, I'm too good to talk. So, you know, the thing is, is that he was, that he was so personable, which then, so when Black Panther came out, it was like, okay, let me just see exactly, because I, I, because the character in, in other iterations in animation was never really portrayed right from what was in the comic book, so I'm kind of critical of that because I don't I like directors having creativity but I don't want them like being so divergent to show how great they are as a director like now tell the story be true to the character and it was that and then it was mind-blowing how the from the CGI the cinematography the acting because it was a true blue veteran cast that would that made it which is probably one of the reasons why it was so well acted it wasn't cheesy mm-hmm. and it didn't play to like stereotypes like some Films like that, that that have, dare I say, critical of you know, films that have black characters that are the stars of it. Like they, they, they played to certain things, but they didn't. They just told the story. And it could have been, I mean, it's done in such a way that you could have taken him, taken 
uh, Black Panther out and had to be another Batman story or be something like that. Someone that's like serious, you know, wealthy, well to do, but still being able to go out there and care for his fellow man and get stuff done. And it was, it kept me tied in from beginning to end. And no matter how many times, just like with Book of Eli, I see it, I will stop, and I watch it. It had a real activist tone, but in a positive way. Uh-huh. Because really, you could make a case that the villain was right in what he wanted to do. So Killmonger was right in how he wanted to bring Wakandan resources to African-American communities in America. Mm-hmm. But Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther, T'Challa was also right in trying to protect his country. Right. But it had a really positive tone of help is there if the effort is there. Uh-huh. And I like that. I like that. It's a positive, positive tone, even though they ended up, you know, beating the crap out of each other and Killmonger quote unquote dies because it's comic books. So <laughs> I think I, I think I interpreted it slightly different. I mean, I 100% was like, okay, I get his anger. I get his frustration. I get why he's looking at it the way he is. And I don't think T'Challa's only reasoning was just because it was to keep Wakanda's resources to themselves or, or to protect the country. It was more of how he wanted to go about it. Mm-hmm. You can't just flood this knowledge into the mass majority and have it not turn to chaos. You have to go about it the right way. And that's I think that's the only reason they had a disagreement was because of how he didn't want to just go give these weapons and this and these uh, resources to other to the country. He wanted to use it for revenge. He was going from the yeah. center of hate because his dad was killed over it. So I, I just see it slightly, just slightly different in, in the reasonings. If if he didn't have so much of that anger in his heart, I think they would have been able to come to terms on, you know, how to pr- proceed with giving that help out. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, is that, and it really comes, and I agree with that, because I think they, it comes from the perspective it comes from the perspective of the fact that Chadwick is head of a nation. So it's everything he does is going to be affecting the entire country and the average citizen. So, I mean, one of the things that I think that's factored in supporting your, your, your point is that the perspectives that they were coming from, that T'Challa's character is head, of, is, is head of his country. So whatever you do, it affects everybody. Whereas from Killmonger's perspective, it's just him. He's not responsible for everybody else. He's just, he thinks from the responsibility of someone for himself and himself only and what can be gained for him. Yeah, and, and and that comes from the fact of all of his pain because you hope and you focus on on the pain and you're focusing on yourself and not seeing the impact it has to everybody else. But all that being said, the fact that we can actually have this discussion about that movie in this way, it shows the depth of it and why it's on my Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's a very well done. And you know what? Not not anybody, I just have to throw this out there, not anybody could take a character like a Black Panther as the symbol of not just their nation or something and make it not, like you said, feel cheesy. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, although I love Halle Berry, her Catwoman was very cheesy. Was. Oh, God, yes. yes. Uh, same with, uh, same with uh, what's her name? 
the next one they did, the cat lady, Catwoman. Oh, uh, Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway. Well, Anne Hathaway, but there was also Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. All three of them. I would say Anne's was probably the least cheesy, cheesy but yeah. it was still cheesy. cheesy. Right. Like, they did not, not as bad, but, like, it, it's very hard to pull off a character like that. Same thing with Batman. It's very hard to pull Batman off. Although I love Val Kilmer. I'm not really pulling it off. <laughs> well, but, yeah, and he, he doesn't even make the conversation of Tom Him Batman. and George. George Clooney, no, also yeah. not that good. Michael Keaton and... Um, it's Michael Keaton and Christian Bale for number one. I, I'm not going to lie. Ben Affleck did ben a good Affleck job. Ben Affleck did a pretty I, dang good job. I don't disagree. Yeah, he, he did pretty solid work on that. Okay, what's your... Second one on my Rushmore. The Boondock Saints. Nice. Solid and listen, choice. this movie is not winning any awards. Except for complete and utter badassery. And that alone is worth yeah. enjoying it. Like, honestly, all my movies on my Rushmore, I own the DVD and will stop and watch. Or, actually, one of them I don't. But I will stop and watch it on anytime I see it. Or I will go back and seek it out on Amazon or Netflix mm-hmm. or whatever I'm watching. Boondock Saints, it was just, it's so different. Did they have a sequel? They yeah. did, and it's yeah. good too, but it's not as good as the first one, which is what happens. Uh-huh. I, I would say the reason it wasn't as good the second round was due to the fact that they replaced the Rocco. They were put no, they replaced the lead William detective. Defoe, yeah. They replaced William Defoe, amazing actor. Like his his style is just spot on yeah. every time. Yeah, but they replaced him with. The female character, and which which was not, <clears throat> there was nothing wrong with that. I just don't think she she kind of overplayed it for me. See, I actually and that's saying loved something. Her. That's saying something because of William Defoe, because he was overplaying the shit out of it. Oh yeah, but he did it in a way that was super entertaining for her. It was it was just a little bit too much for me. She like, did a great job for the shoes she had to fill, but it was a little bit too much for me. It was a lot like she was filling, trying to fill his shoes. Yes, instead of creating her own character. Right. She was trying to be him. Exactly what he was, yeah. All right, Tammy, number three on your Rushmore. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie, and I changed it up from the last time we talked. Uh, this is a Jackie Chan film. And it's an older one back when they were still lip-syncing that Dumped, stuff. Yeah. Lip-dubbing that stuff. Uh, it's called Operation Condor. Heard of it. Uh, yeah. If I you have say... not seen it, you have to. It is an adventure. And I almost went, I almost went with a Drunken Master or one of the other many, because I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan. Like, anything with him, I'll watch it mm-hmm. multiple times. But... Operation Condor hits a, a few different reasons why it hits for me. Um, it was before it was so much comedy for him. It was more the the actual action of, of the film and stuff. It was not split. It was mm-hmm. all action pretty much. There was comedy and stuff, just not as much. But it was also the first Jackie Chan movie I ever watched with my dad. Mm-hmm. And so that made it really personal for me. But it's also a really, really good story line and so it was just one of my favorites of his excellent choice elliot all right the lord of the rings return of the king the third and final movie of the trilogy 
the it was one of those even though it was the third film i felt unlike the previous two like if it was released by itself and that was all that you saw it could have been a standalone as its own thing i felt because of how the how they they wrote it how they directed it and how they acted it um, well, and the fact that it had full resolution of the story makes sense that you could consider that a standalone. There was a, the, it ended there, like it rounded it out. The other two did, you know, they left. They were leading to it. They right. were leading to it. So, yeah, I can see that. But it, but there were some films that, there were some franchises that that the first one, if they, if all they did was that, was that one, that one could stand alone and that was good in and of itself. Yeah. One of but those is in our bracket. Yes, exactly. But, but there were, more than one. But there, it just it just seemed like the way. And some a lot of times, because you, know, you had said earlier that a lot of times after the first one, the the quality goes down. Mm-hmm. For me, the quality actually stepped up. Now, granted, it did step down in that trilogy from one to two Mm-mm. to me. <laughs> but the third one, the quality made the the the, the Return of the King was like so much better in how it was all done. I was like, yeah, don't blow yourself out on Lord of the Rings on this on this episode. I'm not, but you say that. Like, I mean, <laughs> no, no, I grant you, I, I, I do have. I'm guilty of like literally, you know, recording all of them on my DVR and watching them perpetually, all three of them over and over again. But if, but generally speaking, if it's if I'm scrolling through the TV channels and Return of the King is on that one as opposed to the other two, I actually will stop what I'm doing and actually watch that because like. What, where are they actually? And I love the, I love the fact when they went into the cave. He was and the whole fact that it was. I mean, I'm not that much of a romantic guy, but the fact that he actually like did all that to save his lady's life and all that. I'm like, you will, you will suffer me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. That's how guys need to be. I'm like, my man, <laughs> go ahead, Vigo. <laughs> the only thing that I'll say on that is that I, I do agree that I think they got better as they went. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one's probably my favorite because it has a lot more of the comedic relief in it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, and I really enjoyed the fights and stuff, but I will say, and, and I believe the same thing happened with The Hobbit. They got better as they were getting made. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, if I see The Return of the King, I have to go to Voodoo and I have to watch them from start to finish. I can't just watch the end. I have to watch it all. Uh-huh. Yeah. My third Rushmore pick. You all right down there, Sneezy? <laughs> <laughs> My third Rushmore pick is Jurassic Park. Solid choice. And I, I honestly think all six Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies are fantastic. They're in their own way. In their own way. They're all so good. But the first one. Classic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's fantastic. And you honestly don't even have to say much. It really, I, the whole right. movie speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I will say three words Tyrannosaurus Rex, Velociraptors. Yep. That's all we need to make a rush more on that one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which takes us to. Our fourth and final movies on our Rushmores. Tammy? Uh, my last one is uh, Liar Liar. I am also a huge Jim Carrey fan. His older stuff, not so much his newer stuff. Uh-huh. Um, he he is a bit of an over-actor in, in certain aspects. But his older stuff, I don't know. I felt like he wasn't trying as hard. And now he seems to kind of 
try a little too hard, even though he hasn't come out with anything recently. I think he tries to be an actor more now. Yeah. Whereas before, he was all wrapped up in his shtick. Yeah. And it worked for him. It was, yeah, it was amazing. But, and I, I get what he's trying to do. He's like, all right, well, I was in my, a little bit more serious. I was in my 20s then. Like, now I'm a grown ass man. Like, maybe let me, you know, act like a grown ass man. Look at, Adam Sandler did the same thing. Yeah. He played Manchild for the first 10 years of his career. And then since then, he's moved into other things between dramatic roles and the Grown Up series. Yeah. Like the Which Grown Up I series. I like the first one and maybe the second one. After that, it kind of got to be a little like. Is there a third Grown Up? I, I, I think they were talking about making a third Grown Ups. I don't know. Maybe there is one. I'm not 100% sure. But in regards to Liar Liar, like. That one is one that, if I see it anywhere, I'll stop and watch it. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites he's ever done. Uh, I was originally introduced to him through Liar Liar, um, even though the very first movie that I ever saw of his was uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. So, Oh, wow. So, um, <laughs> that's, that's although that's another one that I could probably, I can... I'm not gonna lie. I can repetitively watch any movie because I love movies so much. I think we'll do a whole nother episode eventually of just movies that you stop on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elliot, what's your final Rushmore? Dracula Untold. Dracula Untold. Now, the star of should have known that was coming. Well, the star of Dracula Untold was also you saw him in the Hobbit series. The um, he was uh, I don't know the I don't know the actor's name. I just know that he was. The star of the series, he was like he was one of the the dwarves guy, one of the hero hero guys. And and but anyway, it was the what I liked about Dracula Untold was that it was even though it was a story of Dracula of, of Dracula, it wasn't it didn't follow any of the stereotypes or tropes of Dracula. It was actually Dracula as a sympathetic hero, yeah, he was as a hero, as opposed to actually being this blood-sucking, evil, yeah. maniacal. He was guy. again another leader defending his country. Right. Look at you. Two of really Return of the King. That's three of your four. I don't know that I've seen Book of Eli to know if that's another like. All right, because we're, you know, Book of Eli, he was like, he was the outsider that he was he was the traveler, the wayward traveler that stopped and helped out people that was in need. Right with um. Black Panther, he was the leader trying to protect his country and balancing you know, the number of things that morally he had responsibility for, that he took all of them seriously. Like, you know, wanting to help out, but be responsible in providing that help. and But still not trying to turn a blind eye towards the evil that was going on, right? With um, Return of the King, you know, trying to make the world right again, but not forgetting the people that you're doing it right for, right? Especially, especially with, with, with Love on the Line. With Dracula, I'm told, it was... If you look at the fact that it's like, not only was he a leader of a country, he was a dad. At the end, the climax of the movie was about the fact that he was going to save his son. And it was an awesome, the best scene, dramatic scene I have ever seen was when he's, they, the army that had his son, they saw in the distance lightning coming down and striking the ground. And the leader, and the leader of the, of the, of the evil group was looking at him like, oh God. It's his dad. <laughs> like we and, and the rest of the and the rest of the crew was like, we done messed up. That's on you. That's on you. That's on you. We're not fighting him. 
that's on you, right? And he literally, in fact, he went to the depths of hell to pull out all the demons. He was like, we're getting my boy. That's it. And then when that, after he did what he had to do, then the fact is, is that he literally was like, y'all can have whatever you want, but you're not going to touch myself when the demons trying to turn on. That was it. Right. And like, I feel I, like I felt that. I, I don't think I've seen Dracula <laughs> untold. But when you mentioned Dracula, the first thing that came to mind was <laughs> dead and dead and loving, loving it. <laughs> <laughs> from the from the naked gun guy, Leslie uh, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he! I still to this day like just some really good funny comedic situations in that one. Right. So I think I went and saw Dracula and told mm-hmm. with you. No, no. Well, we 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 might have, but I might have seen it for the second time. That first time I saw it was with my son. Okay, maybe you saw it second time with me. Yeah, because that sounds more likely. Yeah, you might have talked me into it. You've talked me into a couple movies, right? My fourth and final entry on Mount Rushmore of movies: Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> Bong. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I will watch that any time. Like, I, I'm not even a stoner, but I find it so freaking hilarious. I love the Kevin Smith View Universe, and that is just the culmination. Now, I will say I did not like the reboot. I was like, why? You had the perfect movie, and the cast was killer. The cast was just stone-cold killer in that movie. Did did you watch them in Dogma? Because I oh, loved, yes. I loved them in Dogma. Dogma's amazing. They yeah. were super amazing in that. You I, saw Dogma, yeah, but but weren't they in? Wasn't it Clerks? Was I thinking about? Cause, cause They're I, making Clerks three now, but but, like, but literally but, now because because there was like there was I remember a convenience store. The two of them were there. Rosario Dawson was in it, mm-hmm. and and all the same at the time I didn't know who Jay and Silent Bob was. I just remember like when I watched mm-hmm. it. I probably was watching it with you because it was that, that was Pittsburgh era me. It, that's yeah, when the, that was when that's, yeah, and so you had Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Clerks Two, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, then the new Jane Silent Bob, and then Clerks Three they're making now. I don't think Jersey Girl was not in that universe, right? You know, you know who should go into that universe though. Harold Kumar, Harold and Kumar should be brought into that. <laughs> they're adjacent. You know, they, they, that that that's a whole other universe. universe. Yeah, but but there should be a crossover. <laughs> that, that that would be perfect. Harold and Kumar and Jay and Silent Bob. And Clerks then, go to and White then Castle. you would also have to throw in, in my mind, if you're going to go down that whole rabbit hole, because that's if I'm going down that rabbit hole, I would also probably throw in Book of Destiny. Okay. Oh yeah, the Tenacious D. That'd be fantastic. And if it did sew it up with with the guys from Office Space. Or Cheech and Chong. <laughs> I mean, let's stick with the stoners. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, everybody, that's our Rushmore's, and I'll do a quick recap. Maybe maybe we can see, maybe we can fight over who has the best Rushmore. We'll let people do that on social media. Hit on Hit us on the Facebook page and on Twitter, and let us know who had the best Rushmore. Tammy's was Willy Wonka. Thor Ragnarok, Operation Condor, and Liar Liar. Elliot's was the Book of Eli. I think he wanted to add OT OT to that, so it was the Book of Elliot. <laughs> Black Panther, Return of the King, and Dracula Untold 
And mine was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Boondock Saints, Jurassic Park, and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Smoochy boochies, motherfuckers. There's our F-bomb for the episode. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing we're going to do is we are going to preview our tournament, which is going to take up the next four episodes of the Movie Night series. It is the greatest franchise ever tournament. The criteria is three movies at least. That's how you become a franchise. Mm -hmm. Me and Elliot came up with a list, and it started out nice and organized, and then we're on the phone talking, and now it's just a full page of scribbled, written-down franchises, and we got 60 currently on the bracket. We have four spots to fill, and we're going to fill those with play-in games. So we're going to have the play-in games right now on this episode so that next episode we can jump right in to round one. So here's how it works. Majority rules. There's three of us. Two votes advances the franchise. Alrighty? So here we go. Our first play-in game is the Triple X series, Xander Cage, versus the Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. I gotta go with Chronicles of Riddick too. That was that was a sweet. The, the, the story easy one. was so much deeper. Right, but it's Vin versus Vin. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I understood. <laughs> oh, Elliot, this one's gonna hurt your feelings a little bit. Right. Our next play-in game is Blade uh-huh. versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Blade. I, I mean, I'd have to go Blade too. I mean, I although go, although Power Rangers are very very classic. Man, you can't really beat Wesley Snipes beating the crap out of people. Especially the fact of like for with me, a sword. And, 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 frank, <laughs> and quite frankly, the you know the the last movie of the of that trilogy, like I thought was the best of the three. It was like again, it, my favorite as well because of the comedic relief. In it. Well, yeah, yeah, you got Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds and um, Jessica Biel. Yeah. yeah, and was that the one with Triple H in it? Yes, yes, yes. with his gold fangs yeah. and his little. Pomeranian dog. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, that's a winner right there, especially if you're a wrestling fan and you watch Triple H go through all of his iterations with DX and mm-hmm. The Authority and yeah. even the original Hunter Hearst Hel- Helmsley gimmick, which actually the Pomeranian would have fit with that. Right. Although that wasn't his original gimmick. I mean, we can't forget Terra Rising. Yeah, you already forgot it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I showed That in. was WCW, I believe. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> guys, it's of this podcast is none of those things episode. We have to mention wrestling at least once. <laughs> it's a rule. Our next play-in game. So we said that Blade Blade, Blade Yeah, Blade won. As yeah. soon as two of you, I didn't even have to vote, but I mm. vote Blade as well. Yeah. Some of these, we were, like, when I was putting together the bracket, mm. like, I got all these, and I'm like, oh, man. Mm. Man, who do I put in a play-in game? And. There's a whole list of honorable mentions that we'll go through in the next episode before we start the bracket proper. Yeah. But our next one is Bridget Jones versus Pitch Perfect. Bridget Jones. And I play, I sang like a poet. I'd I'd also have to, I mean, I've seen all the Pitch Perfects, but the only one that was really actually any good was the first one. Bridget Jones for me as well, because, come on, it's hilariously modern day every work woman i mean honestly so lots what you're going through at work 
No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like a lot of people can resonate with that film message. <laughs> so you're voting Bridget Jones. Yep. Yes, you're voting yep. Bridget Jones. Yep. I'll make it unanimous. There's not a lot of conflict in this bracket. I hope we do better when we get to the proper bracket. Uh. It'll it'll become a bloodbath. <laughs> All right, this one, this one might get people in their feelings. Police Academy versus Naked Gun. Why on earth would you put those against each other? I mean, I get it, but why would you make us choose between those? Um, Just to elicit that response? I'd, I'd have to say Police Academy. I yeah, I was, um, the, I was thinking towards Police Academy as oh, well. Oh man, I'm voting Naked Gun. I but mean, that's two Police Academy. Naked, I mean, another Leslie. Naked Gun's so good. That's Leslie, what? right? Yeah, it, yeah. Um, you know what? It's been like the Naked Gun movies. But I also picture picture him as Magoo. Like so. all all three Naked Gun movies were excellent. Oh yeah. The Police Academy movies, man, they got rough. Yeah, they, you know on. what? Actually, I'm gonna have to change my vote because you are right in that. You are you are very right. I'll go Naked Gun as well. All right, Naked Gun advances At to the tournament. You, you know, I will give this. I will give. I will. I will give this credit to Leslie Nielsen. He knew when to stop. But the Police Academy movie series franchise, they just kept they like, like like. More is more was just more. It wasn't better. It was just more. I think at that point they were just we need work. I agree. I, 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 let's just it doesn't have to be quality. Steve Gutenberg needed parts. No, I mean seriously. I mean, but that's what a lot of these people that drag movies out, other than you know Fast and Furious. I mean, because I don't care that they've drugged it on too long. I still am down, and I still enjoy every single one of oh, their movies. Yeah. Yeah. Save your Fast and Furious love for the bracket because they're on it. I share that love. So, so like in my mind, there's some people that if, when they keep going, it's just it's a paycheck in their pocket. Yeah. So we have four more playing games. Friday uh-huh. versus the transporter. Ooh. Because I enjoy They're so uh-huh. different. They're so different. Okay, I I you know I love comedy, but Jason Statham talking Jason like this. Statham <laughs> kicking ass is also on the top of my list. So I'm gonna have to go transporter on this one. I'm going to go Friday. Uh, you're gonna make me do this. You can. You don't have to. You know, I my feelings are not gonna get hurt. I can talk about any of them. I'm worried about I, hurting his feelings. Nah, it's, it's not gonna hurt my feelings because the fact is, is like it's just that I there's there's a number of Jason <coughs> Statham. Actually, you know that is correct. If I have to choose between Jason Statham movies, Transporter's probably lower on the totem pole for me. I mean, it's like it's 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 just like there's so many. The reason why why Friday wins for me. Is just because of the fact that like there are so many things like culturally in American culture that it's just become interesting. You could walk down the street and hear somebody quote a line from any one of the Fridays movies. Like there's not somebody having a coffee talk conversation about transporter. They're just not Friday. Even like the last the last no, Friday movie was like I agree. Was like the, so Tammy voted transporter. Elliot voted Friday. Because of the quotability is part of it. I'm going to use a Friday quote to say goodbye to Friday. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> because I'm going to vote transporter too. I, I do, I, I do agree was, with you. There's a lot of really good quotes in there. Yeah. And, um, it's, Friday got fired It's definitely off. one of my favorite Ice Cube movies. And particularly Friday has had more of an impact culturally to the 
And Tracy Morgan, dang it, man, that guy is super (laughs) freaking entertaining. All right, you ready for the next one? Uh Beverly Hills Cop versus Punisher. (sighs) Now, here's the thing with Punisher, though. There is a series of Punisher, uh but the movie, they only made one movie. They made three. Okay, but the only one I watched that was a great movie to me, (laughs) there was only one of them. Yeah, so they made it back in the 80s with Dolph Lundgren. They made it. Yeah. They made it. um, There was a. What was it? Stain Song was the theme song for the one with. um, I forget who starred in it as the Punisher, but Rebecca Romaine was in it. And. Oh, that's the that's my favorite. So John Travolta was the bad guy. Uh, his name was I want to say Patrick something, but they, I don't think that, I think his the last latest one they made was Punisher Warzone, and that was with Thomas Jane. But he's not the guy that started the series on Netflix. No, no, that's Charlie Cox, and I love the series. Thomas Jane, that's what his name is. His name is Thomas Jane. So who was in the Warzone one? This is so wonderful in the era of Google. We can actually uh, look Ray stuff up. Stevenson. Uh, played the Punisher. Yeah, I have no idea. Who oh, really? Mm-hmm. So who's huh. so who's a who, it's just the Punisher versus who again? I don't remember. Then that kind of is telling. <laughs> <laughs> so it's between the Punisher and Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills. I'm gonna have to go Beverly Hills Cop because yeah. it's one of my favorite Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy movies, and and that's saying a lot because he has a really a whole slew of movies that I enjoyed. This right. I would have to say Bill Hills Cop for the reason that they they didn't switch the main actor, <laughs> so you could actually Three like say times. that, so we you know know exactly who was actually in it, mm-hmm. right? I think which I think for a franchise that's important because if you have to keep on guessing who's in it, then it's like uh, is it really so? In the interest of giving Dolph Lundgren some some shine. I'll vote Punisher just because it doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) At this point, it doesn't matter. Next up, (laughs) this is going to be a good one. I like this one. Scream versus Scary Movie. Ooh. Honestly, that's not a hard choice for me. I would go Scream all the way because, I mean, although funny to watch sometimes, I'm actually not a very huge fan of spoofs. Okay. I tend to agree with you. I don't like horror movies, so my vote is going to be scary movie. But again, drop off in quality. But okay, so because what happened is the first two were the Wayans brothers. The next ones were actually the police squad naked gun folks. Uh, but well, they just didn't have the same sensibility. Let me break the tie. Okay, it's scream for me because without scream, there would be no scary movie. Fact. Like case because one is that this yep. this is one of the cases where one is dependent on the existence of the other because mm-hmm. it's not like they were doing a scary movie based on Friday the Thirteenth or Tracy or a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or anything like that. Right. It was spoofing off of scary of of, of Scream. So yeah. there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I mean, well, no, I'm not sorry. Uh, <laughs> I. I have to admit, like, the reveal in the very first Scream movie was, for me, spot on. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it you almost didn't see it coming, and then when it happened, you were a little shocked, but at the same time, it all kind of made sense. But it was, I mean, it was just, and it was really well done by, uh, uh... Arquette? No. Wes Craven? No. 
well, yes, him too, but no, the the two actors. Courtney Cox and... uh, No, the two actors that played the murderers. Oh! Skit, is it Skit, uh, Skit Aldridge or... uh, Skeet Aldridge. Skeet and, uh, I'm sorry. Ah, Skeet, Skeet! And, uh, Scooby-Doo's best friend, uh... Shaggy? Shaggy. He was, he, he, was, he, he was in the movie oh, uh, um, uh, Glass House. Uh, 13 Ghosts. I know who you're talking about. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Anyway, I think they both did a great job. And Matthew played the crazy teen wanting to just go murder his friends really well. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, yeah. So that's that's why I picked Scream. Scream moves on. And then our last play-in game. You know what? We went to a little thing. We left that out of that one. <laughs> we that. We'll add on to a later discussion about it later. Carrie. Not a franchise. Yeah, it is. No, it's it was not. Carrie 1, Carrie 2, and then... The oh, dear God. There was, there was actually three Carries. Well, they should have been Didn't ignored. they redo it, too? Yeah. yeah but they um, been I never watched out. it because um, Sissy Space had creeped me out in that. Yeah, I read the book. I she was good. Really, she did a really good job <laughs> of being super scary, so... <laughs> okay, our last play-in game. Revenge of the Nerds. Versus Night at the Museum. So, very problematic movie in or franchise in the world of Me Too. Versus very Disney movie with (laughs) Night at the Museum. So, I'm going to have to say Night at the Museum because although I really loved Revenge of the Nerds, I was actually, I mean, I only one of them was really good really mm-hmm. my favorite Any, yeah. anything after that it was kind of I could have done without it I didn't watch either one <laughs> you suggested Revenge of the Nerds I the did I did I, I said like <laughs> I, so you have Homer yeah I do I, 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 I've, I've watched I've, I watched more of Revenge of the Nerds than I did Night of the Museum I'm just not a Ben Stiller fan I'm just yeah, not I've, that's I've, okay. I've, like, I've, like I'm just not I think he's a good quality actor it, it, some of his, his work just never really drew me in. Yeah. Make a pick. So, based on that, I think Revenge of the Nerds because it's not a Ben Stiller film. Okay. I'm going Night at the Museum for the exact reason. Like, the first one, uh, first Revenge of the Nerds is good. The rest of them, eh. Lambda, lambda, lambda. <laughs> <laughs> so, Night at the Museum moves on. And, listen, honestly... I think all these movies that we moved on into play-in games are going to get their asses kicked. Oh, going, yeah. I mean, they're going up on... against one or one and two seeds. Yeah. So, <laughs> Tammy, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us. You are very welcome. For this series. I've enjoyed it. It's my pleasure. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Come back for the next episode where we will get into round one of the tournament. We're going to do the left side of the bracket. Catch us on... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and then catch us on Facebook. This podcast is none of those things. Instagram at this, that, those. Twitter at this underscore those. And on our YouTube channel, we uh, will be posting a little preview video of us talking about what we're doing for this series. And we'll see Elliot Eats. There's a nice uh, disc golf video of Elliot getting himself out of a water hazard. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to put some more stuff on there. But for now, thank you, and we'll see you next time.